Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. We are broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM application, TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and others. I want to thank you all for tuning in, no matter where you may be in the United Kingdom and Australia and South America, all across Europe and the United States and Canada. Whenever you may be listening, in the morning, afternoon, at nighttime, middle of the night. No radio shows that air in the middle of the night sound a little bit scarier than those that air during the day. I think listening to The Secret Teachings, people tell me it's scary all the time. It's kind of like if you listen to The Secret Teachings at like 11 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock in the afternoon when the sun's out. It's kind of like watching a horror movie without sound. You know, half the, the fear is because of the sound. Um... I guess you could listen to the secret teachings without sound. Then I guess it would be <laughs> it wouldn't be scary at all. But I I don't know. I I I can I understand that the show can be interpreted as scary. But I I was talking with my fiance Hope about this. I really don't see it as scary. I I try to conduct myself in a professional way, so I come across as very strong, and maybe that comes across as arrogant. Um, but I, I I like finding things that are just fascinating that just that other people don't talk about or they don't talk about them a lot. Um, and, you know, I put these shows together. They're all in the archive at thesecretteachings.info, Monday through Friday. Uh, Fridays, we usually play a best of from, from the week. Sometimes a Thursday and Friday will be a best of. But, uh, you know, I put together a solid four shows a week. And we have a whole show archive on the website. You can subscribe to the show archive, get access to all the shows to download them and stream them access to the montages, uh, download and stream those as well, all the digital books, and you get a physical copy of one of the books when you subscribe for one year. It's a great deal, www.thesecretteachings.info. But I put together these shows, you know, on things that are unique. Like, I've done a show on George Floyd and his death and its relationship to an Egyptian myth. And if you've listened to this radio broadcast in the month of August, I have a new promo that airs in the third segment. Um, That is kind of just a, it's a show promo, but it kind of recaps the George Floyd incident. And the George Floyd incident kind of goes, you know, a little bit like this. George Floyd was a a person who was involved in counterfeiting, pornography, uh, drug dealing, and a number of other things. In fact, counterfeiting was the reason the police were called out that day. And George Floyd was, uh, you know, he was not cooperating with police and you can watch the actual video where he was resisting arrest and pushed himself out of the car and screamed. He can't choke. He can't, you know, I can't choke. I can't choke. Uh, but nonetheless, George Floyd uh, died. Uh, at least that's how the story goes. Some people don't even believe he died. I don't even know what reality we're living in anymore. Some people say history didn't start until the 1950s, but anyway, George Floyd died. Um, some people don't believe that, but George Floyd died and, After he died, he was placed into a golden coffin. 
And after he was placed into a golden coffin, you know, they had the little ceremony and they, they basically, you know, they broadcast this thing on the news like it was like some member of the royal family had died, you know, or some president, former president or, you know, former, you know, very famous senator or congressperson died. And it's just really bizarre why there was so much interest and so much attention on the death of, of, of George Floyd. I mean, the black folks, white folks, Latino folks, Asian folks die every single day from heart disease, cancer, diabetes, stroke, you name it. There's no memorial on television. There's no golden casket that they're put into. But when I saw that, I thought, you know, that sounds really similar to the story of Osiris in Egypt. See, the story of Osiris goes kind of like this. If you know the mythos, Osiris is identified as either a green god of agriculture or a black god of fertile soil. Anubis as the black god of fertile soil and also the green god of agriculture uh, returns to Egypt one day after a a hunting expedition, uh, which could be interpreted in many ways, hunting animals or hunting down the beasts of other nations and slaying these other countries and protecting the land of Egypt. But he returns to his kingdom and he's invited to this party, this gala by his brother, Uh, the negative personification of what Osiris represents, Set or Seth. He comes to the party, and Set or Seth, who wants power, attempts to trick Osiris, he's the trickster deity, into laying inside of a coffin, a sarcophagi, that he has created. And it has these beautiful jewels on it, and it's like it's gold with lapis lazuli and all these beautiful gems. Osiris lays down in it, and uh, Set, who is essentially Satan, Saturn, seals the coffin with lead and removes it immediately from the party, takes it down to the Nile River and dumps it into the river. Now, the river of the Nile is the Milky Way galaxy. Uh, the story goes that the body of Osiris in the coffin, you know, because Osiris is a god, he can't be killed, but he can be contained, is a metaphor for the soul and the spirit. It can't be killed. It can't be destroyed. Energy can't be killed or destroyed. It can only be contained in a vessel um, and in some some kind of space. So it's put in the, the, the container and it's put on the Nile and it's it's floating down the Nile. It's in the prototype story of Moses and the story of the, the mysteries of the Indian um, mystery schools. And so it goes down, you know, the river and it, it lands at a tamarisk tree. And the tree grows around it, and over years, the tree basically incorporates the chest or the sarcophagi inside of it. And a, a king from Syria comes and chops the tree down and makes it a pillar in his kingdom. So, you know, Osiris is stuck in this pillar, and his wife, sister, companion Isis, or Isis, she goes out looking for him. And Isis is this beautiful white goddess, if you will. And as she goes, look, looks for him, she wears a black veil and she's mourning because she's missing her husband and her lover and her partner and her friend. So she's mourning. Now she's wearing the black veil like we do today in most places. And uh, she's looking for her prince charming. So it's the story of Cinderella. And, uh, you know, Cinderella has her face covered in cinders. It's a blackened face from the kitchen fires. And then that's the story of Cinderella. So she eventually finds Osiris and through this, this um, you know, varied uh, uh, story that's told in a, in a number of different ways, 
She frees him from the coffin. His brother finds that he's been freed, chops him into 14 pieces, knowing he still can't die, but chops him into 14 pieces, separates him across the, the land. Uh, and, Os- and Osiris, as he's separated, um, he's still a god, but he's not intact. So Isis goes out, she reassembles the body, but she can't find the, the last piece, the penis. So she creates a, a, you know, a, a fake penis, if you will, um, true, true mythological story. Uh, out of beeswax or gold, and she impregnates herself on it to give birth to Horus. Horus becomes the lineage of Osiris. Uh, Horus is both his, you know, Osiris's son and also a reincarnation of Osiris. The same story in the, you know, in in, in Greek myth with Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, Jupiter is hidden from Saturn because Saturn is going to eat his own children. Saturn is time. Time consumes his own children. So the story of Osiris is basically a black god placed into a golden coffin and it, it, it is a, a metaphor of the soul and the spirit. And so it's a very positive story. And then it, and then it creates, you know, a, a situation where Osiris is reborn as Horus. And he's born again, born again Christians, right? So George Floyd is, is a similar situation. George Floyd was, was not a god, though. George Floyd was a, just a, a thug, a punk. And George Floyd was turned into a god or a black prince, I've referred to him as a black god by the media. And then he was put into a golden coffin and praised. And it's his image that has resurrected a Marxist movement to dismantle society and to rebirth society in a new image. So I kind of see it as an inversion, as a profaning of the sacred story of Osiris in Egypt. And that's how I look at current events. That's how I look at the world. That's what we do here on The Secret Teachings. Some people think that's scary. That's fine. But the reason I bring that up tonight is actually quite a few reasons I bring it up, but one of the reasons I bring it up is because, you know, you've probably seen a lot in the news about the January 6th event. And I'll just call it an event because it definitely wasn't, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor or World War II. Um, It definitely wasn't like, the bombing of Hiroshima or Nagasaki, which is one of the biggest slaps in the face and the biggest insults that I think any politician has made in the current uh, day and time. I was like Hiroshima. It was like Nagasaki. Really? Well, I, I don't think that a um, seven kiloton nuclear weapon detonating over a Japanese city, killing hundreds of thousands of people instantly, blinding others, burning others, and destroying enti- you know an entire city and you know bringing a country to its knees. I don't think that's really equivalent to... Uh, armed security guards opening doors for a bunch of Trump supporters to walk into the Capitol peacefully walking in between velvet ropes. I don't really see that as being similar, but who knows, you know, who cares what I think, and it doesn't really matter what I know. Uh, But January 6th is interesting because it's not really about the so-called riot or the so-called protest or the so-called insurrection. January 6th is an Egyptian holy day, and the Christians hold it as as a sacred day, too. Uh, January 6th is the end of a cycle after the death of Osiris. Now, you've seen that Osiris has been equated, the black god in the golden coffin, with George Floyd, which led to this amplified uh, uh, and and re-emerging Black Lives Matter, which is literally a Marxist ideological cult, in the words of the founders. So, January 6th, and the Christians know this as the Epiphany, is an Egyptian holy day. 
it, it signifies the cycle of Osiris's death. And it was later adopted as a Christian holy day, also known as the Theophany in the East, a Christian feast day that celebrates uh, the revelation uh, that God has become incarnate as Jesus Christ. Think about the significance of that. Because everyone who has, you know, a, a political bias and, uh, you know, who wants to really use January 6th in a political way, uh, and especially the extremists who, you know, refer to it as Pearl Harbor or World War II, whatever they call it, um, they are the people that are in full support of Black Lives Matter, in full support of defunding the police. They are the people that essentially are wanting to overthrow a Republican form of government and replace it with a, a, a well, a de facto dictatorship, um, which is mob rule democracy with no Republican form of government. One of the people is, is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez was just on CNN, and she said uh, a series of words that are just absolutely astounding. Uh, she wasn't even in the Capitol that day. She was in the Rayburn House office building on the other side of the road from the Capitol building. That doesn't stop her from making outrageous claims. Listen to what she had to say on CNN in an interview. I think one of the reasons why that impact was so doubled that day is because of, how, of the misogyny and the racism that is so deeply rooted and animated in the Democratic Party on the Capitol. You know, white supremacy and patriarchy are very linked in a lot of ways. There's a lot of sexualizing of that violence. And um, I didn't think that I was just going to be killed. I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. So what sounds like what you're telling me right now is that you didn't only think that you were going to die. You thought you were going to be raped. Yeah. She thought she was going to be raped. I was. <laughs> Is that the most ridiculous thing that has ever come out of this woman's mouth? She thought she was going to be raped. Can we listen to that again? Oh, my God. Let's listen to that again. I think one of the reasons why that impact was so doubled that day is because of, how, of the misogyny and the racism that is so deeply rooted and animated um, that attack on the Capitol. You know, white supremacy and patriarchy are very linked in a lot of ways. There's a lot of sexualizing of that violence. And um, I didn't think that I was just going to be killed. I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. So what sounds like what you're telling me right now is that you didn't only think that you were going to die. You thought you were going to be raped. Yeah. I was. She thought she was going to be raped, even though she wasn't even in the Capitol that day. She was in the Rayburn House office building. You look at this woman. She is beyond crazy, beyond out of her mind. And these are the ideological youth who have been trained, conditioned, and turned into soldiers of a cause that they either don't understand like Greta Thunberg or maybe they do or causes they do understand they're angry youth 
and they want to rebuild society on the ashes of the old world. Old people, get out of the way. Cortez is here, and she doesn't want to be raped, even though she wasn't in the vicinity of the uh, peaceful protesters who mostly just walk through the Capitol. Pretty astounding. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Attention. You are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM, five nights a week broadcasting around the world. If you'd like to access our archive to get access to all the shows, the montages, and my digital books, do so on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info and check out our Patreon page. We've got couple of uh, patrons signed up already for that. I think we're up to five now in two weeks, which is really great. Really appreciate that support. We'll be getting some uh, behind-the-scenes videos up there of the show, and really the uh, Patreon is for you to tell me what you want in a more direct way uh, that allows me to shift almost all of my attention to the radio, and we've um, been able to... I've been able to move away. I always say we, you know, for the show, but I've been able to move away from... Uh, other jobs and focus more on radio because the income has been steady and it's because of listeners like you who buy books, subscribe, get into Patreon that I'm able to do that. And I can promise you, as you've seen already, the more uh, support we have, the more I can invest time into this show and make it even better because it always can be better. Uh, I'm kind of a perfectionist and, you know, I do shows. People say that was one of the best shows I ever heard. And I say to myself, People actually think that. I feel like I missed five or six points there. <laughs> but that's because I'm a perfectionist. I want like every specific detail listed, you know, at, at, at every opportune moment. Uh, and and you, you really just can't always do that in radio because, you know, first of all, there's such a thing as too much information. People just kind of get overwhelmed. But, you know, uh, regardless of being overwhelmed, I, I don't think it's overwhelming. And I don't think it's scary to look at, at the world around us and think about it in a different way. What I mean by that is, you know, if you think of George Floyd or you think of January 6th, uh, you know, you tend to think of political things. You know, you think of George Floyd, you think of Black Lives Matter. You think of January 6th, you think of, you know, evil Republicans and white supremacists, unless you don't believe that it was, you know, equivalent to Pearl Harbor and World War II and nuclear bombs detonated over Japan. Then you'd realize, well, it really, I mean, how was that any worse than what uh, Democrats did in cities that they just basically burned to the ground? So the way I like to look at it, though, is, yeah, let's acknowledge all that. Let's get both sides uh, you know, of the coin. Let's see what both sides have to say. But let's look at it a little differently. Okay, George Floyd was turned into a black god put into a golden coffin. I've done a number of shows on that. George Floyd personified as the black god in the golden coffin, the Egyptian god Osiris, who was known as a green god and a black god, who was placed in the golden coffin in the story. 
That story is a metaphor for the soul or the spirit that's encased in a body. Soul, spirit, energy can't be destroyed. It's put into a body. It's put into a casing. And it's protected by that casing. Sealed in the material world by, by the lead of Satan or Saturn. Um, by, the, by the, I should say, metal, which is lead of Satan or Saturn. Which is what the, the box was uh, uh, sealed with. But it was adorned with jewels and these beautiful, uh, you know, these beautiful, uh, you know, things, uh, gems, jewels, uh, uh, carvings, etc. And uh, that's representative of, of the body and the experience and the pleasure that you can get in life. You know, people take drugs, you know, have wild orgies, whatever you can get out of the pleasure of life. So that's a metaphor. Uh, and then Osiris is later in the myth, as I described in the first segment, born again. So Christians would, you know, refer to this as, you know, being born again. You're a born again Christian. Uh, it's an idea that comes from ancient Egypt and probably way before ancient Egypt. So if you look at that story and you look at the story of George Floyd, it's really interesting. It's interesting for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that George Floyd died in May of 2020. Okay? That might not seem significant, but hear me out. In April of 2020, the CDC began to urge the public to wear masks, right? Remember that? Even if you don't have any illness, even if you have no symptoms, you should wear a mask. April was also the month that New Jersey became the first state to mandate a mask in the United States for its citizens. A lot of states followed. Masks became symbols of virtue or selfishness. But they also became a political token to be flaunted as a means to project how much one cares about minorities. Why minorities? Well, because minority communities, which typically have horrible diets, among other things, were supposedly more devastated by outbreaks of a disease that really wasn't killing anybody. Uh, other things were killing people, like a poor diet and uh, poor emotional states of mind, etc. Uh, you know, we talked about that last night. You know, vegetarian diets, general... Uh, Overall, better state of mind, better health. Uh, you know, when you have a, a more positive mindset and when you are a happier individual, you tend not to get sick. Even when in studies in 2003, uh, you know, you have cold viruses dripped right into your nose, into your mouth, and you just you don't get sick from it because you're happy. Mainline study in 2003 and 2006. So you think about this and, and, and you hear these statistics today. What is the one community that more than any other community, has rejected uh, receiving a vaccine. It's the black community. It's like two or two, like a half or three quarters of the black community in general has rejected vaccines. So what does it do to have vaccine passports? It creates segregation. And like the governor of Florida said, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, we don't want to create a second-class citizen. But that's what they're doing in places like New York City now and other states. Second-class citizen, statistically, is the black man or the black woman. I find that kind of interesting. In other words, segregation is back under the guise of medical experimentation. Now, that's important because the last year and a half, we've seen nothing but threats and insinuations and charges of racism and bigotry and patriarchy and all these things. Well, a month after that mask mandate, came out from New Jersey and a month after the, the CDC began urging Americans on April 3rd to wear masks, George Floyd died in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, 
the media presented a, a very small segment of police cam footage with the officer Derek Chauvin, right, apparently kneeling on Floyd's neck. Now, that caused outrage across the country. Yet another black man killed by prowling racist white police officers. What the media refused to show was that the video was much longer, and it included multiple attempts to accommodate Floyd, who was clearly on drugs while he was being arrested. His other friends were just questioned. They were also black. They weren't beaten to the ground. Police attempted to place Floyd in the police vehicle handcuffed, but he refused to go, claiming that he was not a, quote, bad guy and that he was not, quote, trying to win. He then claimed to be claustrophobic. At which point an officer says that he'll roll down the back window. You know, racist police officer will roll down the back window for him. Uh, that escalated into Floyd resisting being placed into the vehicle, screaming, I can't choke, as he throws himself from one door to another with barely a hand on him out the other side of the vehicle and then asks to be placed on the ground. Now, the point here is not to really defend Derek Chauvin. I don't care about Derek Chauvin. Um, or to defend the police. You know, uh, The point here is to demonstrate that a day after Floyd died... May 26th, riots and protests broke out across the country. People began chanting, I can't breathe. These chants were accompanied by the same slogan on shirts, signs, and hashtags that spread around the country. As people chanted, I can't breathe, many of them were wearing masks. It's not only ironic, but also incredibly intriguing and confusing. They should have at least been screaming, I can't choke, as well, because that's what George Floyd yelled on the police body cam. In early June, the next month, Floyd was placed into a golden casket and mourned by the public while being drooled over by a media eager to spread racial division based on a false narrative. And this is where we must make our most critical and objective observation. Here's a man, George Floyd, with a history of violent assault, once on a pregnant woman, counterfeiting drugs, pornography, and who knows what else. This shouldn't define his death, but it is important. Counterfeiting is what brought the police into the situation to begin with. His autopsy shows that he had, quote, this is from the autopsy, quote, no injuries of anterior muscles of neck or uh, laryngeal structures, end quote. Something you would expect to find if a man had been choked with a police officer's knee on his throat. The autopsy also showed that he was, quote, positive for 2019 NCOV RNA by PCR, end quote and that according to a toxicology screening, had fentanyl at 11 NGML and norfentanyl uh, at 5.6 NGML in his system, enough to, to kill a, 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 you know, a big guy. Now, with these drugs and the strain on his already weakened body, Floyd died from a heart attack and drug overdose, and upon his death was placed in a golden coffin. We have a black man turned into a god and mourned in a golden casket. This is the story of Osiris in Egypt. It's also an inversion of that story because Osiris was a a helpful god. He was a, a, was a, was a powerful god that that helped man. He was in charge of the harvests, food, life. It, it was Osiris's body that was consumed in the wheat, in the bread, like Jesus's body. In other words, George Floyd was turned into a false prophet. George Floyd was, in essence, Jesus. Dying and then being resurrected in a movement to, 
to you know, declare we're not taking it anymore. We are going to get justice. It is a profaning of the story of Christ, and it's a profaning of the story of Osiris in Egypt. Because in Egypt, Osiris was reborn in his son Horus. The son of George Floyd is a racist, bigoted, anti-family, anti-man, anti-human, Marxist cult known as Black Lives Matter that also practiced you know, witchcraft and black magic you know, in, on, on video. Uh, so, what does all that mean? And please, by all means, go verify everything that I've said. You can verify it all even on Google. What does that mean? What does what all this, you know, it just sounds like a bunch of ramblings to some people. I get it. I really understand. I truly do. It sounds like rambling. But Osiris comes up again because after Osiris's death, this is just astounding. After the death of Osiris and the Egyptian Last Supper, where they ate the body of Osiris because this was the, you know, essentially a prototype for Christ, is the Epiphany on the sixth of January. It's a sacred Egyptian and the Egyptian religion holy day. The Christians later adopted it. Last Supper, January sixth, the Epiphany or the Theophany in the East, the Christian feast day that celebrates. The revelation that God has incarnated as Jesus Christ. Now, Jews don't believe this, but Christians believe it, and they've extracted their beliefs from the ancient Egyptian world, who extracted their beliefs likely from a much older tradition. In other words, and in simple terms, the story of Jesus, the Last Supper, the resurrection, being born again, and being the, you know, the Son of God incarnate, or God incarnate as the Son of God, is Horus and Osiris in Egypt. It's a celebration that Osiris has died, but he lives on in his son Horus. And the sun vanquishes the darkness, vanquishes the cold, and it brings warmth to the world. It allows the crops to grow. It brings us food. It brings us life. George Floyd, as the black god in the golden casket, does the opposite. It brings us chaos. It brings us destruction. It brings us terror. It brings us trauma. It brings us racial division. It's a profaning of the sacred and using those symbols and using that ritual to carry out something entirely different than resurrection and the beautification and the bringing of life back to the world. George Floyd's death was used in a ritual to bring about destruction and chaos to the world. Now, considering that, and considering the story of January 6th, then you have to think about what those events, series of, of, of protests and you know, uh, you know, very limited violence in Washington, D.C. actually meant back in January. Because anyone who has the view that Black Lives Matter is a, is a great organization and that they are you know, helping communities and they're not burning stuff down and they don't want to get rid of the family, even though that's what they say in their own words, and they're not Marxists, even though that's how they define themselves, anybody who says these things 
usually is on the extreme left. Like they're not Democrats. They're not liberals. They're like they're socialists and communists. Most of them, they're Marxists. So, of course, they support Marxist ideology. These are the people that constantly yell, constantly scream, constantly bitch and moan and tell us as Americans and pretty much anybody in the Western world that you're bigots, misogynists, it's a patriarchy, it's white supremacy, you're evil, you own slaves. All these just accusations, because they really don't have an ability to communicate or to debate otherwise on issues that matter, so they create issues and they bring up the past, things that you've never done and aren't responsible for in order to guilt you into doing what they want you to do. People think this is a conservative radio show. It's not. Conservatives are just as nuts as the liberals are, just in a different way. And if the liberals are trying to kill me, I'm probably going to go hang out with the people that don't want to kill me. Conservative, libertarian, constitutionalist, I don't really care, you know. So, January 6th is not only what happened in Washington, it's also the epiphany. It's also the end of a cycle after the last sepher in ancient Egypt and the death of Osiris, the black god in the golden coffin like George Floyd. And all the people that support the narrative of January 6th, all the people that support the narrative of George Floyd, and don't look at the body cam footage, all the people that support Black Lives Matter and the ending of the family and the cadres and the, and the comrades and the villages and you know destroying families and taking kids away and brainwashing them and Confucius Institute, all the people that support that are the people that support other agendas like the Green New Deal, for example. And one of the biggest proponents of the Green New Deal is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who with you know, Bernie Sanders, who likes bread lines and food lines, supported the Green New Deal and just kind of out of nowhere from a bar in New York became, you know, somehow a, a politician who wrote just some enormous, you know, policy on having a, you know, a new economy, a new society, new infrastructure, new everything. Like, like she wrote all that, apparently. She's just a talking head. She's a dumb bimbo who doesn't know anything except radicalized Marxist talking points. Now, you can say, well, Ryan, you called her a dumb bimbo because you're a misogynist. Well, that's not true. I, it, I like Tulsi Gabbard better than I like Donald Trump. I'd have voted for Tulsi Gabbard if, I, if she would have actually been allowed to, you know, uh, debate. I'd have voted for Tulsi Gabbard over Trump if I had to make a choice. She sounded more like Ron Paul. But you don't get to hear her because she's a native woman and a veteran. You don't get to hear from, and she's pretty too, so you don't get to hear from her. You get to hear from the meth head Cortez tell you how the world's going to end in the next couple of years. And Cortez wasn't even in the Capitol on January 6th, the epiphany of the new God, the new God coming to power, crowning of the Antichrist, as I've, I've been calling it, the crowning of the Antichrist. Cortez was in the Rayburn House office building on the Capitol campus, separated from the Capitol building. And she claims that she felt threatened. She actually claims more than that because she was on CNN and said she thought she was going to be raped. Listen to this interview on CNN. I think one of the reasons why that impact was so doubled that day is because of, how, of the misogyny and the racism that is so deeply rooted 
and animated um, that attack on the Capitol. You know, white supremacy and patriarchy are very linked in a lot of ways. Yeah, let me stop that. That's why Hispanics and blacks and Asians, uh, you know, overwhelmingly supported Donald Trump. There's a lot of sexualizing of that violence. And um, I didn't think that I was just going to be killed. I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. Here's the setup. So what sounds like what the you're pitch. telling me right now is that you didn't only think that you were going to die. You thought you were going to be raped. Yeah. I thought I was. And it's a long, hard drive. It's going, going, gone. Like they didn't set that whole thing up. She thought she was going to be raped. Now, she didn't say she thought she was going to be raped, so it's obviously a plant story. It's all obviously set up. I thought other things were going to happen to me. And, and, and the response that the, the horsewoman on CNN says, she's like, you thought you were going to be raped? Why, why do you immediately jump to that? You thought you were going to be raped? You know, statistically, men are raped at the same rate that women are? You know, statistically... Even though it looks like women are sexually abused at a higher rate, it's actually even in the UK and the United States because women are more likely to exaggerate and make stories up and men are less likely to report actual abuse. So when you add the two up, it's, it's even in the UK and the United States. You thought you're going to be raped? What? By a bunch of people with American flags? I mean, Americans know what Cortez is. Hell, people in socialist communist countries know what Cortez is. I mean, hell, look at some of the news reports. You go to countries that you think are socialist. They're actually more capitalist. Go to the, 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 the Scandinavian countries, and those countries are like, hey, Cortez, shut up. We are not socialist here. Hey, Bernie, shut up. We're not socialists here. We used to be. We're capitalists now. Shut your mouth. So she says she thought she was going to be raped. Now, Cortez is one of the people who is a major proponent of the Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal is something that, you know, you, you've probably heard of it, and, you know, Republicans and conservatives, if you have any Republican conservative friends, they'll tell you how bad the Green New Deal is, and they make it all about politics. And, you know, I mean, it, it is about politics, um, but it's about more than that. Uh, let me give you an example and uh, this, I really think, is, is so important to, to, to really just grasp uh, the, the, the reality of what's happening, uh, that it, it goes beyond the physical world. It's not just the physical. It's, not, it's spiritual. It's, it's ritualistic, um, as you see in the case of George Floyd, as you see in the case of January 6th, the Epiphany. A letter was sent to residents of Rochester, New York, in June of 2021 informing them of an option to opt out of a power program that they never signed up for. It was sold as a, quote, fixed-rate renewable electricity supply, end quote. The program claims to match individual electricity usage through, quote, renewable energy certificates, end quote. Residents are promised cheaper bills and that some of their energy will, become, uh, will be coming from uh, renewable sources. You know, renewable energy certificates are kind of like carbon credits or carbon budgets, as the new IPCC report talks about, as we discussed last night on the show. A quick internet search will pull up the real purpose of the program. It's the Green New Deal. A website called The Next Systems Project published an article in 2019 discussing similar programs designed to, quote, free communities from the unjust power of investor-owned utilities. I'm saying this with my fist in the air, by the way. 
for the sake of not only decarbonization, but in order to transform our economy so it serves everyone. End quote. You can read the policy proposal by looking up Community Ownership of Power Administration COPA policy proposal and then type in PDF. It should pop right up. Although profit-driven utilities have issues, what could go wrong with monopolizing power in the hands of the community? Well, imagine power being placed in the hands of community collectives. What would happen if you decided to question pandemic lockdowns or the legitimacy of an election, things the White House considers acts of domestic violent extremism? You see, it seems capitalism and carbon, which is essential to life, you know, not renewables, are the real issue here. Capitalism and carbon. Capitalism is the driving force, not predatory capitalism, real capitalism, real true freedom to do what you want, earn what kind of money you want, live the life you want, and have abundance. Carbon is the essence of life. It is, you know, the the foundation of human existence. We are carbon-based life forms. It is the oxygen of plants. And while some people are worried about capitalism, the power grid itself is threatened by cyber attacks. Few people want to discuss that. However, the World Economic Forum will acknowledge that cyber attacks are one of the biggest threats to the world alongside of climate change. And they acknowledge this in their WEF 2021 Global Risks Report. This is part of the cyber polygon exercise that they ran. Now, starting with the solar winds attack that was released uh, you know, to the public that this had happened in 2020 in December, one would think that protecting infrastructure, cyber infrastructure, as well, would be a top priority. However, the Biden administration suspended Executive Order 13920, which prohibited foreign countries from posing, in quote, unacceptable risk, in quote, to the bulk power system, including China, that the Trump administration had signed. The Trump administration also attempted to ban TikTok, which is owned by a Beijing-based company. Something we talked about on Monday, uh, or excuse me, Tuesday we talked about that in regards to uh, the Dragonfly Uh, and the Pegasus, and the PRISM programs, going back to the revelations of Snowden in 2013. People just kind of forgot about privacy. After solar winds came the Colonial Pipeline, JBS, and Casilla, hacks of transportation, beef, grocery stores, and schools. This is exactly what the World Economic Forum said would happen. Funny, they seem to be able to predict things just a few weeks before they happen. Maybe it's because they're planning them. Attacks on transportation and food seem convenient, considering the World Economic Forum says in 2030 we are eating much less meat, quote-unquote, and that a, quote, low-carbon economy, end quote, is the goal, one that would fundamentally change transportation, low-carbon economy. Much less meat, low-carbon economy, sounds like the IPCC's new report we discussed last night. Sounds like what the Green New Deal suggests and demands. Trillions of dollars, new infrastructure, tearing down the old industrial world, building back better. You know, that's what the White House says. That is the statement of a person named Melissa Ho, a senior vice president at the World Wildlife Fund, an advisor on the Rockefeller Foundation report on the American food supply, saying that we can uh, build back better. Uh, the quote is, COVID exposed so much that was broken. B- building back uh, better means supporting producers and connecting the dots to health, environment, and business viability for farmers. Uh, build back better is also part of the socialist slogan used in communist China in a campaign called the Three Banners. And the Three Banners are also on the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris uh, administration uh, logo. That's their little 
three banners, building back a better socialist state. So it's funny that, uh, you know, with all the cyber threats and with the the goal to change transportation and change how we eat, um, the G7 summit called for decarbonization, just like these localized uh, green programs call for. Uh, and more nuclear, which is an outrageous suggestion when considering the environmental dangers of that and that colonial was compromised by a single password. But, you know, Texas has seen an example of the Green New Deal, and they've seen it in action, and it led to people dying. Uh, Storms in February of 2021 struck Texas. Green policy helped to keep the power off. Natural gas companies were even paid to turn the power off, according to a University of Texas Austin report. China's comments after the storm were really really suspicious, considering they recently expanded their weather modification program to an area 1.5 times the size of India. A U.S. National Science Foundation study also found that cloud seeding can boost snowfall across a wide area if the atmospheric conditions are favorable. In other words, what happened in Texas might not have been accidental or a result of climate change was a result of man-made engineering, however. China said it proves that they're on the right track as a country, though, as they expand their weather control operations. Now, of course, that fuels speculation that some of what we call climate change is manufactured by man, and it provides cumulative evidence that the U.S. power grid, food supply, and critical infrastructure are under intentional assault. Programs like those in Rochester seem to be a very a slow way to coerce the public into accepting the Green New Deal without any other legal basis. And that's exactly what it is. In California, by next January, a new law takes effect, January 1st, 2022, requiring hog farmers to provide more space for their livestock. Currently, about 4% of operations nationwide follow these guidelines, which could make it nearly impossible once they implement them, to find bacon and other pork products in the state of California once the regulations are enforced, according to the Associated Press. And so the World Economic Forum and the UN say eat less meat. Bill Gates buys up farmland, invests in genetic engineering, invests in fake meat, and tells the rest of us to eat the fake meat. That fake meat manufactured with genetically engineered products, is supposed to be more sustainable when those products are grown using very toxic chemicals, not sustainable. And while the climate surely changes because of weather and space, we're approaching and entering into solar cycle uh, 25, and we have asteroids buzzing past the Earth, and the history of influenza on planet Earth is associated with comets and asteroids and solar activity. And as solar activity ramps up, you'll probably see more people get sick. But that'll be blamed on coronaviruses. And you'll see more people who get sick from respiratory issues that'll be blamed on coronaviruses that are actually the result of sulfur, chalk dust, and other things in the atmosphere from man-made global warming geoengineering projects. You know, the, these things like in California, they want to make the spaces for, for wild, uh, you know, or for, for hogs, uh, you know, to, to be more like wild animals. Um, it doesn't actually do anything. It just gives them like another couple inches of space. But it makes it more difficult to grow more, you know, pigs and to slaughter them. And then you don't get as much meat. So you're obviously going to have shortages in those things. That's how they get you off of the meat. They don't want you eating the meat. They want to eat the meat. And although you don't need to eat meat to be healthy and you surely don't need to eat meat to get protein. And I don't eat meat, and I advocate for a plant-based diet. 
The plant-based diet, I can tell you, has been used as a piece of propaganda to convince people to stop eating meat. These laws in California are not designed to help the animals. They're designed to help the politicians and the billionaires who want meat and who don't want you to eat the meat. They want to control what you eat. They want you to live like Cubans live, without food or electricity. So if you don't do what they tell you to do in California and Los Angeles, the mayor says they'll cut your power. You can't go to the store and buy food. That's a shame. What a pity. You should have got the vaccine. You see how authoritarianism works? You see how people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, not even in the Capitol on January 6th, she was in the Rayburn House office building, and she says she thought she was going to be raped. I think one of the reasons why that impact was so doubled that day is because of, how, of the misogyny and the racism that My is so God. deeply rooted and animated um, that attack on the Capitol. You know, white supremacy and patriarchy are very linked in a lot of ways. There's a lot of sexualizing of My God. that violence. And um, I didn't think that I was just going to be killed. I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. So what sounds like what you're telling me right now There's is the that wind up. you didn't only think that you were going to die. You thought you and were going to be And the pitch. Yeah. And she knocks it. I thought I was out of the park. She thought she was going to be raped. Uh, Cortez is an actor. She's an actress. Uh, she acts not very well with her giant meth eyes. Um, and Cortez, uh, the D next to the state of New York, does not stand for Democrat. Uh, it stands for Democratic Socialist Communist, or it stands for dumbass. Cortez is another one of these people, like Greta Thunberg. She's a little bit older, though. Or like Kayla Walsh, 17-year-old organizer for the Democratic National, uh, Democratic Socialists of America, the Democratic uh, Socialist Convention taking place this week, um, who wrote a Teen Vogue article trying to convince young readers to mobilize toward building a better socialist future. Hell, that's exactly what the White House's slogan is. Build back better. That's what Melissa Ho from the World Wildlife uh, 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 Group and the Rockefeller Foundation said we need to build back better. Why are all these groups using the same slogan? UN, World Economic Forum, Rockefeller Foundation, the White House, and 17-year-old girls named Kayla Walsh who write for Teen Vogue, mobilized toward building a socialist future. That's called the three banners. The communists choose that in China. The three banners are literally the campaign logo of the Biden administration. They're telling you, build back better, build back better, build, 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 build what? A socialist future. Now, you might think tonight's show is about socialism, communism, some kind of thing like that. It's not. It's about going back to the death of George Floyd and seeing the ritual of masks beginning in April, George Floyd dying in May. People not being able to breathe. That was part of the chant. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. The association with the black god George Floyd. And the golden coffin, the golden casket, in ancient Egypt, that story is told, the black god Osiris and the coffin. The George Floyd version is an inversion of reality, though. It's a profaning of the sacred story, which ultimately is the story of Jesus Christ. And, 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 the, and the epiphany that Jesus is the, is the incarnate God Almighty in a physical body is also celebrated 
on January 6th by the Christians and on January 6th by the ancient Egyptians. And it culminates in the cycle of Os- like the end of the cycle of Osiris's death. January 6th was that so-called riot at the Capitol. Do you think any of that's a coincidence? This isn't about politics or socialism or communism even. This is about ritual. This is about magic. This is about dark magic. You know what Black Lives Matter does, right? They're Marxists that are trained, but they also practice black magic. They, they try to summon the dead to advance their cause. They're necromancers, literally. They, it's not my opinion. But everybody thinks this is political or it's scary. No, it's ritualistic. It's magic. It's symbol. It's subconscious. And if you don't get it, well, it's working just how they plan. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check out our website, thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. Please subscribe to the show. Grab a book, something that helps us out financially. Email me. Check us out on Patreon. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a Twin Summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? 
Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality. Edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes, and SEO optimization. Episode upload to hosting. Live call screening. Balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards. Full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. America wants to see us live now. Yeah, this is America. When we say the names, right, so we speak their names, we say her name, say their names, we do that all the time, that you kind of invoke that spirit, and then those spirits actually become present. As we come out, we pray for libation, we build with the community. We have looked to the Northwest and called you in. We reject the Trinity and pray devoutly to you, great pain. Give us your knowledge of all secret things. Hail, Tamer! Um, always, you know, in, our, in, in my tradition, you offer things that your loved one who passed away would want. Honey or tobacco, things like that. And it's so important, not just for us, to be in direct relationship to our people who've passed, but also for them to know they we've remembered them. EFAD divination system, which makes use of an extensive corpus of texts and mathematical formulae. The word Ifa refers to the mystical figure Ifa or Odin Mila. Hashtags are for us are way more than a hashtag. It is literally 
almost resurrecting spirits that can work through us to get the work that we need to get done. I started to feel personally connected and responsible and accountable to them. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself, we uh, are trained Marxists. Very powerful person who's completely possessed by what's essentially the communist ideology. The IFA divination system is used whenever an important collective decision has to be made. The philosophy presumes that group identity is paramount. That's the fundamental philosophy that drove the Soviet Union and Maoist China. And it's the fundamental philosophy of the left-wing activists. It's identity politics. Black Lives Matter has 16 chapters in the United States and in Canada, which each chapter represents a name of a god or goddess in the Eiffel religion called Odu Eiffel, which has 16 points. 16 chapters of demonic possession. And it took almost a year for me to realize that this movement is much more than a racial and social justice movement. At its core, it's a spiritual movement because we're literally standing on spilled blood. Drop your cult-like affiliation, right? Step out of the shadows, the demonic shadows, your ideological possession, and step forward as a fully developed person into the light. People think it's all about religion. It's all about politics. If one political movement tends to lean in the direction of spirits, they think it's demonic not necessarily demonic. However, when Black Lives Matter performs black magic rituals to summon the dead, pouring out libations to spirits, to welcome them into our world, to make them feel at home, to obtain power to carry out their agenda, and when their agenda is the destruction of the family and the destruction of culture and habits and customs and traditions, one cannot in any way, shape, or form dismiss the idea that Black Lives Matter, in their own words, is nothing more than an ideological cult. A cult dictated by communist Marxist ideology. And in communist countries, like any authoritarian regime, in communist countries, they don't like religion so much. But they will allow for an expression of profane religious imagery. In other words, Black Lives Matter performs black magic rituals and they welcome spirits to help advance their cause. And other groups, other cult, ideological, collective, hive mind beliefs that tend to lean in a direction of freedom from the oppression of some divine force or entity, 
they turn their attention to something else. To something that offers them power in the temporal, power in the material world. They turn to what a lot of Christians would call Satan or the devil. More proof of this can be found in the case of George Floyd. A lot of you know that George Floyd's death was suspicious. Not because he was killed by a police officer, which didn't actually happen according to the autopsy, but because George Floyd's death was used to spark a movement and to reignite the movement of BLM. It was used to spark a movement that would burn down buildings, that would loot small businesses and large businesses alike, that would destroy predominantly minority communities. A movement that led to so much anger, so much hatred, so much aggression, that it should have been listed on the domestic violent extremism list, published by the White House, Strategy for Combating Domestic Terrorism, but instead, that list included people who questioned lockdowns and people who didn't agree with election results. If that's the case, all the Hillary Clinton supporters, all the Democrats should have been classified as domestic violent extremists, not only for their domestic violent extremism, but because they couldn't accept the election results of Donald Trump. Now, I know a lot of people think, well, hey, it's politics. You're a conservative. Get over it. Just accept it. Listen, folks, I am not a conservative. I do not vote Republican. I do not support Donald Trump. I like Tulsi Gabbard. Probably wouldn't have voted for her either. I don't support the system as it is. However, that doesn't mean that I want to see the system overturned. I don't support the system as it is because people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all the others like her who have infiltrated our government are attempting to use the open free society that they hate so much to destroy the open free society so that everything that then exists is under strict control of a small group of people known as a Politburo. They want control of your thoughts. They want control of your actions. That's what political correctness is about. That's what misgendering somebody is about. That's what harmful language is about. Thought crime. Thought police. You police yourself. Or you have to suffer the consequences of the mob. Now these woke, extremely left-leaning communist ideologies that are steeped in Marxism and predominantly come from universities that are influenced by the Confucius Institutes from communist China. A lot of these people are really young. There are people like Kayla Walsh who writes op-eds for Teen Vogue saying, let's mobilize toward building a socialist future, shift the tide in favor of socialism, the only system that will guarantee us a livable planet and life unburdened by, you know, for, you know from economic exploitation and crushing debt and racial castes. There's no future for us under capitalism. A lot of problems with that. Number one, debt is your responsibility. Number two, economic exploitation is partly your responsibility. Uh, Number three, what is considered a livable planet and a quote-unquote life unburdened from economic exploitation is your decision. It's your responsibility. And... The fact is, 
There's no future under socialism. There never has been, there never will be. There's no future under socialism or communism anywhere in the world. But she says, let's mobilize toward building a socialist future. And I find that interesting because that's what Melissa Ho from the World Wildlife Group and the Rockefeller Foundation says. We need to, you know, uh, build uh, back better. That's what the White House says. The build back better. Um, that's what Extinction Rebellion and the Birth Strikers and BLM want. They want to see a world built back different, built back better. It's what community programs for power are all about. Community prog- uh, power programs to eliminate utilities and put the power in the hands of the community. You know, community collectives. That's the same thing. They're just building back a new system. What, what kind of system is this, though? What's well, a system with no culture, no identity, no habits, no customs, no traditions, no families, no structure, no God, no logic, no reason. It's an atheistic, anarcho-communist society where there's no rule of law. There's perpetual chaos, perpetual revolution. Death, destruction, starvation. And the youth are supporting this because the youth don't know any better. But it goes beyond that because these people that have these ideas implanted in them in universities and in media and what we call entertainment are also people that tend to be frustrated not only with you know what they perceive as a, a political struggle but they're frustrated with their parents and the old way of doing things a natural rebellious attitude that virtually all teenagers have a necessary part of growing up but it's been weaponized it's been cultivated it's been turned into a weapon to attack to destroy to create chaos to traumatize to terrorize it's taking the natural rebellious attitude of the youth and weaponizing it against the parents and the grandparents to create a new world. Now, some of the people that are most well-known for this are, are you know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Greta Thunberg, uh, now Kayla Walsh is another uh, f- uh, popular name, uh, 17-year-old girl. And, and they want just like not radical in the sense of like, yeah, we need change, like radical, like they want trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions, tens of trillions of dollars to be spent on the Green New Deal. Uh, and when they can't get it to be a law, they'll just, you know, infiltrate communities and pay off mayors like they have in Rochester to, to implement it for them. And they tend to be rebellious, not only against political ideas, but religious ideas. And, and, and religious ideas, for me, don't have to be God or Christianity or Judaism or Islam, Muslims, or anything like that. Like, see, religion to me is, is about structure and order. Spiritual beliefs, spiritual ideas, which are punished in communist China today. The Fulang Gong have their organs harvested if they want to sit down and they want to, they want to meditate. There can be no God higher than the state. The state is God. And since the opposite of God is an atheistic, depraved society, the state is okay with that. Because an atheistic, depraved, anarchist society that is crumbling and falling apart is easy to control. Especially when the only control that you can, that you can, you know, uh, you can have is through the stomping of a boot and the firing of a gun. Which is what Mao Zedong said, political power comes out of the barrel of a gun. So you're okay with atheism. You're okay with anarchism. You're okay with rape. You're okay with murder. You're okay with torturing people that have different ideas. You're okay with gulags and concentration camps. You're also okay 
very dark things. And people that tend to get into atheism, a lot of times, not only are they you know, religiously depraved and, and tend to lean in the direction of anarchism, they also tend to lean in the direction of what some call Satanism. Now, I personally do not agree with Christians and do not agree with conservatives when they talk about Satanism. I virtually never agree with them. But Satanism is an inversion of, 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 of life. Evil is an inversion of living, L-I-V-E-E-V-I-L. And as a result of that, I think that we can easily identify in our society, in our culture, where that evil is coming from and what, uh, what and how that evil manifests, what it manifests into. You know, Black Lives Matter is a, a, a black magic cult. And you won't hear a Republican say that. You won't hear a Democrat say that. You won't hear a moderate say that. I will say it, though. They are a cult of black magicians. You can say, well, Ryan, there are people in it that are good. They are, they're, they're, they're thinking and they just want to help. Sure, they are. They're called useful idiots. Not my words. Type it in, useful idiots. Quote, who said it? Little homework. They're useful idiots. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. They, 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 they know not what they do, right? Black Lives Matter performs black magic rituals. They are trained Marxists. They know, it's all the same. And so... Go back to George Floyd. You know, BLM started with Trayvon Martin, that whole incident where the media whitened, uh, whitened the guy's face and made him look more white and ignored the fact that he was actually a good citizen and ignored the fact that the, the, the 911 operator asked him, what's the ethnicity, what's, what does the, the man look like? And he's like, well, African-American. They just cut that. So it's like, this is 911, your emergency? African-American in my neighborhood. That's not what he said. But they just cut that tape like they did George Floyd. And so look at the George Floyd incident. Black God put in a golden coffin. Story of Osiris in Egypt. You know what happened after Osiris' death? They had the Last Supper. They ate the bread, drank the, 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 um, the wine, the flesh and the blood, just like Jesus. Well, that whole tradition was adopted by the Christian religion. It became a Christian tradition. It was called the Epiphany. It was a celebration of God incarnate as Jesus Christ. And it happened on the 6th of January. It occurs at the end of a cycle after Osiris' death. Now, I don't think it's coincidental that all of this being linked together can just so happen to correlate so nicely with mythology and symbolism and ritual magic. I just can't help but think there is a, a really powerful connection here. The reason I think that is because all the people that believe the George Floyd narrative and just want to do the right thing, you need to wake up and get off your ass intellectually. You want to do the right thing? Have some common sense. Research something for yourself. Stop listening to what the talking heads on media and radio tell you, on the left and the right. With all your environmentalist friends, I care about the whales and the snails. Stop listening to what these dumb asses tell you to do and tell you how to think. Stop listening to your Marxist, communist, jackbooted Gestapo professors that are brainwashing you. Here's what you do. You think for yourself. I can't do it for you. It might be different than how I think. It probably is. That means you're thinking freely. If you have a different opinion. Freedom is not consensus. Freedom is a whole cluster of ideas. Anything else is thought policing. I can't say this. I can't think that. I can't do that. 
Get off your asses intellectually and do some reading. Do some research. I can give you some things to read and some things to research if you're interested, but it's pretty clear, it's pretty clean cut what's happening. What's happening is all those stories you hear throughout history of the royal family eating flesh and drinking blood, you can look that article up from the Daily Mail back in like 2013, 14, something like that. All the stories you hear of Elizabeth Bathory, you know, bathing in blood and Queen Victoria drinking blood out of a skull. And you know that that wasn't just something that was confined to the barbaric ancient world. Look up Peter Till wants young people's blood. Look at that. Look it up. 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 Seriously, type it in. Peter Till wants young people's blood. Look up the stories. Here in the modern day world, you know, the, the stories that we see is just fun entertainment. You know, Drew Barrymore eats some flesh on, you know, and some blood because she's like a zombie. And that movie, The Santa Clara Diet. Uh, look up the Barrymore family. See where they come from. Do it. Look it up. Hollywood royalty. Look them up. What do you think Hollywood does? Look at all the movies, the filth, the scum, the trash that Hollywood pumps out. Look at Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Get a real good idea of where the Barrymore family came from. Why do you think they're promoting cannibalism and drinking blood? Oh, it's just zombies, right? It's so funny. It's so, oh my God. I, when Drew Barrymore ate that guy's kidney, I laughed hysterically. I had my, my, my five-year-old kid watching it because it's liberal. Since when did liberalism become about cannibalism and drinking blood and black magic and evil atheism, anarcho-communism? When, when was that liberalism? Liberalism used to be Berkeley free speech. You see, I'm, I'm upset. I'm a little bit upset about all this stuff because people tell me I'm angry. People tell me I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm a great radio host and I'm informative. People tell me all kinds of stuff. People tell me I'm an asshole. You know, things they don't really, don't really get to me. But the one thing that does bother me is when people have um, a good heart and they allow themselves to be used by evil to do evil things because they're afraid of harming the people that are trying to do evil things to them and trying to get them to do evil things. In other words, people are afraid of causing harm to another living creature who's trying to kill them. So they develop a form of Stockholm Syndrome knowing that it's wrong, but they go along with it because if I do something um, to hurt this person, you know that's bad in the eyes of God. That's bad in the eyes of my spiritual star brothers and sisters. You understand what, what you know, even in the Bible, if you're a Christian, if you're coming from that point of view, Jesus turned over the, 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 the tables in the temple, right? He was upset. They were using the house of God for their economic exploitation. You realize this whole star sister, star family, you know, uh, oh my God, I'm a star child from like Zeta Reticuli or from Beetlejuice and like all my star sisters, we wear, you know, star jewelry and we have star brothers and star moms and star dads. You know what that crap is? That's the 1960s flower power that's getting you to abandon your sense of reason, abandon your sense of resistance and just kneel down and take whatever they want to cram up your backside. All it is is a counterintelligence operation to get you to feel like I'm a good person, I don't want to harm anything. Hell, even Buddhists physically fight back and defend themselves. Okay, so that's what irritates me. People that are like, ah, I don't want to hurt anybody. Listen, there are people 
trying to hurt you. If people are trying to hurt you, you have a responsibility and you have a duty as a free, sovereign, autonomous individual to defend yourself and to do the same to your family, especially your children. I mean, I've had people in the past tell me, well, you know, someone attacked me. I just let them do it. What do you mean you just let them do it? No, you wouldn't. That's the other thing that's BS about it. No, you wouldn't. The people that act like that are like the Christians that are all about how much they love family and God. And yet they're, they're like they're cheating on their wife with 10 women that go to their church. Okay. They're the most vile, disgusting, perv- you know, d- d- depraved people that you'd ever meet. Not all Christians, but those kinds of people. There's a lot of them. And the people that are like, ah, it's love and light. I wouldn't hurt anybody. Those are the people that if someone attacked you, you know, I'd be the first one to step back and try to gauge the situation. You'd, you'd stab them to death, okay? That's what that kind of mentality does because it builds up the frustration. It builds up that anger. It builds up that animal instinct. And what happens? Then it comes out in violence. And that's what all these young groups of ideological cult hive mind uh, uh, ideologies, ideological hive mind collectivized, you know, whatever you want to call it. That's what these ideological hive mind cults do to kids. And they take all that frustration, all that anger, and they're like, just be kind to the planet and be kind to others that are different than you. But there are some people who really, really, really don't like you and they don't like the planet and they don't like other people of color. And those people are so mean and so evil and so violent. We have to fight back with all means necessary. Revolution, mobilize, defeat, resist. You see what's happening? They've taken the youth who naturally rebel and they've turned them into good little red guards. And then we think, oh, we're back to politics. This is politics again. No, it's not politics. Because that idea and the way that this has been done particularly to to, to younger people to to pervert and to coerce and to invert reality, uh, what's happened is you turn people into these like depraved, uh, promiscuous uh, uh, animals that only know how to react in violence. And their subconscious becomes even more controlled by symbols. So when George Floyd is Osiris, a black god in a golden coffin, and the January 6th event is the epiphany, and it's all ritualistic with masks, I can't breathe, I can't choke, and the twin summit of the World Economic Forum and the twin city of Minneapolis, and it all comes together in some kind of uh, you know practical, magical ritual... You realize it's not really that political, folks. It's not really that religious. The whole thing is run by symbols in the subconscious. That's why you got to be able to think consciously and see through it. Otherwise, it controls you like a good marketing scheme. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, 
then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. 
Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Capitalism by design is extractive, and in order to generate profit in a capitalist system, something has to be exploited. And I believe in community ownership of land, labor, resources, and distribution of those resources. And I'm excited to usher it in by any means necessary. my arms up to try to shield my face as well as to signal to them that I was surrendering and that I wasn't there to fight but that really signaled to them to be more aggressive. AK-47 put the cops in pity President Trump declared he is considering labeling the anti-fascist movement Antifa a terrorist organization. To generate profit in a capitalist system, something has to be exploited. A quota to be handed over by every peasant and given to the Bolsheviks was drawn in order to meet that quota, most of them had to give up all that they possessed. Peasants who protested were silenced by the most savage means. By any means necessary. Red Army units and the secret police agency set up by Lenin, known as the Cheka, had no compunction about using the most ruthless methods to deal with monarchists and other anti-communist groups. In telegrams to his militants, Lenin ordered that all those who opposed the communist regime should be shot. Communism is based on nice sounding theories. Nazism isn't. It's based on heinous sounding theories. He had a simple slogan, peace, bread, and land. Intellectuals in general, including of course the intellectuals who write history, are seduced by words. So much so that they deem actions as less significant than words. Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... <laughs> The Tsar abdicated bringing an end to the Tsarist autocracy and a new government took over. This government was run by two political parties, the Petrograd Soviet and the Provisional Government. The Bolshevik Revolution. The Provisional Government was also unpopular. Vladimir Lenin and the Bolsheviks were a faction of the Marxist Russian Social Democratic Labor Party and eventually became the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. So let me take this opportunity to define what democratic socialism means to me. The Bolsheviks arrested tens of thousands of people for the crime of opposing the regime, tortured and executed en masse. 29 million people within the borders of Russia battled with starvation. Five million starved agonizingly to death. In his view, the famine was most useful. He calculated that it would help to destroy people's belief in God and religion and make them bow their heads to communism. Why is it that they use the terms Nazi or fascist, but almost never communist? Communists killed 70 million people in China, more than 20 million people in the Soviet Union, not including about 5 million Ukrainians, and almost one out of every three Cambodians. And communists enslaved entire nations in Russia, Vietnam, China, Eastern Europe, North Korea, Cuba, and much of Central Asia. They ruined the lives of well over a billion people. 
So why doesn't communism have the same terrible reputation as Nazism? There is, simply put, widespread ignorance they of the communist They don't teach record. you about it in school. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast on the Fringe FM. The fact that concentration camps are now an institutional... One of the most intelligent women on planet Earth. Extraordinarily the disturbing. world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. Your biggest issue is how, how dare you pay for it. All right, but who knows about cocaine? Anyone ever seen cocaine? Who likes bread lines? Good thing, bad thing. I want them shut down. I want them silenced. I want them muted. I think they are horrible for our society. Like, this is the war. This is our World War II. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. Capitalism has to exploit something for profit. Not true, folks. Capitalism doesn't have to exploit something for profit. This radio show is capitalist. I don't have to exploit anybody to make profit. Profit doesn't have to be financial profit. Profit can be spiritual profit. However, communism is based on exploitation. There are absolutely components of capitalism, predatory capitalism, that profit from exploitation. However, communism explicitly, explicitly profits from the exploitation of the proletariat. Where emotions are more important than facts in a post-modern queer theory world. Where words are more important than actions. Doesn't matter what you do as long as you call it something else. You can burn a building down. Call it love. Rape somebody. Call it a gift to give them HIV or whatever in California, whatever the law was they passed. Words are more important than Actions and emotions are more important than facts. So I guess if I just play this music, it'll probably get the show around the censors because they play this music on local NPR here in Rochester, New York. They come on like this. That's the USSR Orchestra, an O'Day to Stalin. We love Joseph Stalin here on NPR. It's Joseph Stalin helped to end the rule of the Bergoy nationalists and bring in a truly equal society. All that stuff you heard about Stalin killing millions of people and Lenin killing millions of people, that's just thats just not true. Um, Hitler killed all those people. Uh, bleed and die, Nazi die. We support communism because it creates a more equal world. And everything you've heard about communism is wrong. It's really a wonderful thing. Uh, the Cubans don't know what they're talking about. The North Koreans, the Chinese, the Russians, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, Polish, Ukrainians, nobody knows what they're talking about. It just hasn't been tried yet, all right? You know, here on NPR, we believe in trying real communism. And communism never worked because there's always a capitalist. There's always a nationalist. That's why vaccines don't work, folks, because there's always an anti-vaxxer. There's always an anti-masker. That's why our system doesn't work. Communism and communist ideology is like the biggest political, ideological gaslight that has ever been created. People literally believe it doesn't work because there are people that still believe in capitalism. Vaccines don't work because there's one person in the Amazon who didn't get a vaccine. So they spread the disease to everybody. 
You know, every time there's a fire in the world, it's climate change. Every time, you know, a whale washes up on the beach, it's climate change. These are, see, what this is, is confirmation bias. Right now in California, there's a, a fire burning. One of the largest wildfires in state history in Northern California. It's called the Dixie Fire. Supposedly ignited on July 14th and has been burning ever since. Coddled by low humidity, high winds, and dried up foliage. See, in California, they love the environment so much, they don't go in and create fire breaks. So when a fire starts, it just <laughs> engulfs the whole state. Not allowed to have fire breaks because that is, that's too conservative. That's anti-environment. Environmentalists are not responsible, though, for all the fires. But I'd imagine that environmentalists who don't want to create fire breaks are absolutely responsible for the spreading of a lot of fires. We have to look at things objectively. Do I think that you should have meat ripped out of your hand and not be able to eat meat again, even though I don't eat meat, I don't support meat, and I eat a plant-based diet? No. Can I acknowledge that a plant-based diet has been used as propaganda to convince people to eat only plants and not to eat meat and to further force people into a position where they have to accept cockroach milk and maggot ice cream and maggot sausage? Yeah, I can admit that. Because I really don't, I'm not married to an ideology. I'm not married to a cult. I, I don't care to debate whether you want to eat meat, you know, or whether or not you are Republican or Democrat or religious or Christian, Muslim, or you're a Satanist. I, I, I don't like how politically, for some reason, religiously, for some reason, it's like you're either a Christian conservative or you're a liberal atheist who wants to see Satanism control the world. Like, I just don't. Why did why is that the polarization? And it's like Christian conservatives think anything with dealing with spirits and meditation is like woohoo, crazy, you know, Sedona uh, level stuff here. But it's it's like, no, I mean, I why can't you meditate? Why can't you do some yoga? And then on the other side of things, you know, liberals think if you pray, you know, you're a hardcore Christian conservative who want to st- you want to stone gay people to death. And it's like, what what are what are the Republicans and conservatives and and Democrats and liberals and what are the Christians and what what are these people talking about? What does this hard on Christians have for Jews and what does this hard on Jews have for Christians? What is this weird religious, political, or parapolitical, parareligious cult mindset that people have that just polarizes everybody so dramatically? And while that's happening. The people that are behind the magic know what they're doing. The people that buy into it think they're supporting something beautiful and, and, and equality-driven. And the people that oppose it think that it's the work of the devil. There's got to be a middle ground here. And there is a middle ground. When George Floyd was put into that casket, and people began chanting, I can't breathe, the day after he died, you start to see the, 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 the pieces of, of an old myth come together. The black god Osiris placed into a golden coffin. This led to his resurrection as Horus, the savior of the world, the light of the world, bringing life back to the world. The death of Osiris was celebrated with, or the resurrection of, of Osiris was celebrated, but his death in terms of agriculture was celebrated 
through a last supper in Egypt where they would eat the bread made out of the wheat, which was Osiris, and they would drink the, the wine made out of the vine, made out of the grape, made out of the blood of Osiris, just like with Jesus. The Christians later adopted those traditions. Christians don't like me saying this. All right? People that are anti-Christian, they kind of agree with it, but they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying you don't believe the George Floyd story? No, I don't, because I saw the video footage and because I read the autopsy. I got a copy of the autopsy. The guy was on, like, enough fentanyl to kill 10 horses. His heart exploded. And there's no damage done to his neck, according to the autopsy. If someone died having someone kneel on them, you'd have had damage to the neck. So people have a hard time sometimes figuring out what this show's about, which is why most of you probably aren't hardcore in your beliefs about any ideology. You're open to discussion. You're the kind of people I want to talk to because I don't have all the answers. I don't think I have many answers at all, but I'm just trying to find a a, a different way to look at things. It's funny because after the Last Supper, uh, there's a 40-day cycle after the Egyptian Last Supper and after the death of Osiris. That 40-day cycle culminates and, and, and it arrives on a certain day during the month of January. The day in January that it culminates on, that it, that it arrives on, that 40-day cycle is January 6th. All the people that are in support of the Floyd narrative and BLM are the same people that believe white supremacy and Trump supporters and conservatives and all the other people that like America just in general that are moderates, that they're evil, white supremacists, bigots, patriarchs, misogynists, rapists, they torture people, they, they murder black people, they hate Asian people. Uh, they're the people that believe that. Uh, they're the people that uh, think that the best way to make society equal is creating equal poverty across the board by just totally bankrupting small business, destroying you know minority communities, forcing vaccines on uh, everybody, including people that, uh, on average, three-quarters of uh, African-Americans or blacks don't want vaccines, which with vaccine passports creates a new form of segregation. Uh, those are the people that want that kind of stuff. You know, the real racists, the real bigots. So they want all that, and they, they, they claim that's what the people were, were of. They, they say that these are the people that, that stormed the Capitol. Uh, you know, that, that they were insurrectionists. And they, and I think, wait a minute. When did, when did that Capitol get stormed? January 6th. And the people that have turned that into a, to, to a, to a story that is a, a billion times more important than it should be, when cities were burning down prior to that, no mention, it was all peaceful, no, no super spreader events. The people that turn that into what it has been turned into are the ones that support the Floyd narrative. So Black God, Gold Coffin, and the resurrection of this black god has not culminated, has not, uh, you know, uh, commenced with the the arrival of of Horus as a savior, uh, but a black prince, a black god, the god of death, the god of destruction, the god of chaos, the trickster. Uh, the story of George Floyd and the golden coffin is really an inversion of the and the profaning of the Last Supper in ancient Egypt in the Christian tradition. Uh, the Christian tradition holds that the realization of Jesus incarnate as God on earth is in the Epiphany. The Epiphany is January 6th. You find that interesting by, by chance? And so the profaning is not only of the ancient Egyptian Last Supper and the story of Osiris, but that story is what led to the Christian story of Jesus and the Last Supper. Therefore, the people that have been a part of, of advancing the narrative, this extremist narrative, 
are the very people that tend to lean into atheism and anarchism and communism. They want to see violence. They want to see things, you know, by all means necessary done to rip meat out of your hands, to rip the power out of your hands. But it's all said to be better for the environment. It's all better for you, better for the community. Community power programs are really miniature Green New Deals. The IPCC's new report that came out this week says you should limit your travel, limit your meat consumption. California just passed a law that will make it harder to get pork products in California. Rockefeller Foundation uh, uh, associate and uh, woman that works for the World Wildlife uh, 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 Group, Melissa Ho, uh, says that COVID-19 allowed us to realize that we can build back better. Kayla Walsh, a 17-year-old op-ed, wrote an op-ed for Teen Vogue who said uh, we want to build a socialist state. Uh, Build Back Better is the slogan of the White House, the White House that uses the three banners from Communist China as their campaign logo. The three banners was a uh, a, a basically, a, you know, a, a representation of, of an ideology in China in the 50s that called on the Chinese people to build a socialist state on the ashes of the old nationalist state. Build Back Better. Funny how that all kind of comes together. It's funny how there are four pillars in the White House's domestic terrorism plan, and there are four pillars, the four olds of communist China, culture, customs, habits, and traditions that have to be done away with to build a new world. One of the ways you get rid of culture, habits, customs, and traditions is destroying statues, destroying history, and destroying the family, which represents structure, destroying God, which represents reason. Extinction Rebellion, Birth Strikers, and BLM all stand for this. No children, no family, no culture, no habit, no custom, no tradition. We want a new world weaponizing the natural rebellious attitude of the youth, like the Chinese did with the young children, like the communists in Russia did. Hell, Hitler did it too. The socialists, fascists in Germany did the exact same thing. Hitler Youth. What do you think that was all about? Same thing, taking the youth and brainwashing them and conditioning them, whether they're in Confucius Institutes or they're in extremist ideology. Children are so vulnerable to this, and that's what makes it even more evil separation of children from the family, the separation of children from parental guidance, making the children into good little soldiers like Kayla Walsh or Greta Thunberg. And make no mistake, from George Floyd's death and the subject of masking and being unable to breathe, mask mandates come out in April, George Floyd dies in May, he says he can't choke. A day after he dies, there's protests and violence that erupts. People say, I can't choke. Well, they said I can't breathe, but they should have said I can't choke because that's what he said in the video. And uh, then he's put into a golden coffin, and it happened in the Twin City. He's put into the golden coffin the month at the World Economic Forum, which calls for you know more equality, the same kind of thing that the extremist left-wing activists call for. They took uh, this uh, summit, uh, this uh, uh, World Economic Forum uh, uh, twin summit occurred that month, so twin summit, twin city. Uh, And then you have uh, 40 days in the tradition of of ancient Egypt, 40 days after the death of Osiris in the Last Supper. You have the 6th of January, which was later adopted by the Christians, the the Feast of Epiphany. And that's the January 6th so-called riot. Do you just not think that this is planned and organized? Is it just coincidental? It's just like a a structural anomaly in, in current events and topical subjects. And everybody thinks like, oh, it's scary and it's too much politics, too much religion. I want to hear more, more spiritualism. I don't know how much more spiritual I could get. I don't know how much more, you know, like paranormal and, 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 and magical I could get. 
They're using myths and symbols to alter the course of human history. They're using myth and symbol to perform rituals, to murder people, to burn things down in the name of resurrecting a new world, a new order. And an order that is resurrected on chaos and destruction is the antithesis of the order of God. I mean, you can very well say it is the order of the Antichrist. It is the order of the kingdom of the Antichrist, which rules for three and a half years, but it's supposed to rule for seven years. We're getting pretty close to that time in which 2030 will be the not culmination of, of the UN and the World uh, Health Organization and Bill Gates and you know Google and all these groups that want a hive mind and they want you know climate change action by 2030 and eating less meat by 2030. Uh, we're getting to a point now where, where it essentially is the establishment of the kingdom of the Antichrist. I mean, even if it's just symbolic. And I think people are using that. I, I think there are people that are using the biblical narrative and they're using the Christian theos, the Christian uh, Judeo-Christian theos, in order to you know, play on the minds of the billions of Christians and Jews across the world, and even the, the minds of uh, you know, the, the billions of Muslims. I mean, those are the three major world religions other than Buddhism. And it, 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 just, it seems to me that the whole thing is, is like this organized, I'm not saying every event, but like major events, and the way that it's pr- promoted, it's, just, it's an organized apocalypse. It's a planned, staged apocalypse. And it's, it's the establishment of what people have warned about for decades. It's the establishment of a global government. And it, by what you call a secret society, Illuminati, that uses the triangle, that's what's all over the coronavirus, the crown virus that crowns the Antichrist. The crown, the number seven, uh, you know, is derived from the, the number three of man, which is, you know, mind, body, soul, uh, the, the trinity, and then the four corners of the world. That's seven. Four is delta. Delta is four but uh, numerically, but it has the three sides of a triangle. It equals seven. All this comes together. All this is magic. All this is symbolism. This is all the secret teachings. This isn't negative. This isn't dark. It's not scary unless you want to bury your head in the sand. In fact, I think it's quite liberating. I'm happy walking out of my house every day. I'm happy getting up in the morning knowing that at the very least, I might be crazy, but I have a different perspective on things. And when people have different perspectives and you have a different perspective than me, we know that we're actually thinking for ourselves and other people aren't thinking for us. And that is that is so critical to me. That's what's most important to me. I want you to think for yourself. Not because I told you to think for yourself. I want you to think for yourself, which means that you'll eventually disagree with me on something. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. I can't do it for you, but I can kind of encourage you and give you examples of how to do it and give you examples of how it can be done. You know, not this, this, this nut job Cortez, who wasn't even in the Capitol, and said, oh my God, I, I just, I thought I was going to be raped by the misogynists. I thought I was going to be, you know, raped by the, 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 the evil men and the evil people that were storming the Capitol. I think that I was just going to be killed. I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. So what sounds like what you're telling me right now is that you didn't only think that you were going to die. You thought you were going to be raped. Wasn't even in the capital. This complete meth head psychopath, Cortez. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the sixth, the Feast of Epiphany, Death of George Floyd, the story of Osiris in Egypt. Subscribe to the archive if you enjoy the show. Grab a book, sign up on Patreon, support the show, thesecretteachings.info, gable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and I will talk to you on the next broadcast. 
time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.